With the third pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the New York Jets select Sam Darnold, quarterback, USC. I'm very confident here that we're going to win some games. Um, and I think, you know, I'm, I'm going to be here for a long time. The <coughs> fact that Sam, who we really liked quite, you know, through this whole process, we're very consistent in how we felt about him. Um, when it looked like we had a chance to slide to us, we were pretty excited to go take him. Hello, everybody. This is Rich Sports Talk broadcasting on the TuneIn Radio app, SoundCloud, Spreaker, and, of course, all of our episodes available on iTunes for downloading. Great to have you today. And, of course, you can always reach us up by our email richsportstalk at gmail.com. The 2018 NFL Draft is in the books, and we're going to have a little fun this week. I'm going to be grading the local teams in my area. We're going to start with the New York Jets, the New York Giants, and the New England Patriots on their entire NFL Drafts. We're going to go pick by pick. We're going to give them a full grade. Going to make it a little bit interesting. We're going to also add in a special grade, which is overall fit. Now, did they address the big needs on the roster? We'll talk about that, and that will also impact their overall grade. We're going to start with the New York Jets, who traded the first-round pick, the sixth overall, and three second-round picks to move to the three spot and landed arguably the quarterback they always want in Sam Donald. So without further ado, let's break down the 2018 New York Jets draft class and what grade does Mike McCagney and company get for this year's crop. Let's start off with the first overall pick. Now, many people didn't think the Jets were going to even have a chance for Sam Donald. It's actually reported that Mike McCagney and Todd Bowles after the USC Pro Day really felt he was going to be the number one pick. It's been speculated that he was going to be the number one pick. In fact, the Jets last year had that suck for Sam campaign from some fans who wanted them to tank to get Donald number one. They traded up to number three, content that they were going to get the arguably their third choice on the depth chart. But when Baker Mayfield went number one, and when the Giants took Saquon Barkley at number two, the New York Jets had a chance to draft Sam Donald, and this was the best quarterback for their situation. He's young at 20 years old. He's got some room to grow, but you look at a lot of scouts I talked to, a lot of experts in the field, they said he has the least bust potential. They feel he can be at the high end, the ceiling, can be a perennial pro bowler, and also on the low end, they feel that he'll be at the very minimum a quality starter in this league. He comes to a great situation where he has Josh McCown ahead of him. Josh McCown is well-known throughout the league of being a great mentor of young quarterbacks. Could not go to a better fit in terms of getting a good leader in front of him and Josh McCown. And they have Teddy Bridgewater as well, who can help. So Donald doesn't necessarily have to play. And keep this in mind, over the next two years, I think Brady's going to retire in the next year or two. Donald can learn. And when Brady does retire, you can make the case the Jets might have the best quarterback in the AFC East. I do love this pick. Uh, Some of the cons on Tim Donald will be the turnovers. But to me, a lot of those turnovers were just a lot of turnover at USC, a new offensive line, new wide receivers. You look at the physical tools, the size, the lack of an injury history, where he was ranked, and he turned around a program at USC. People forget about this, but before Sam Donald came in, they got whacked 52-6 to by Alabama. They were talking about firing the head coach and how far that program had fallen. He steps in, goes 20-4 and as a starter and beats Penn State in the Rose Bowl last year. Now, he still has some work to go, but he's 20 years old. But the biggest reason I think this was a steal for the Jets, he's got the perfect demeanor for New York. He's a hard worker. He's going to come in. Last year, the Jets got that leader on defense in Jamal Adams, that hard working in the back end of the secondary. This year, they get this is the kind of kid and the attitude you want from a quarterback in the NFL. I think he is going to be the best quarterback in this draft. I think Rosen in the short term, 
I think he's the most NFL ready and ready to go. I still think he has a chance to be the best one in this class. However, I do think when it's all said and done, Donald and Rosen, you can put them at one or two, but I think they're going to be the class of this quarterback class. The Jets get a great fit for New York City in terms of getting a guy that's not going to put a lot of bad publicity out there in terms of giving controversial quotes. He's going to come in, work hard. He's going to want to learn from the veterans around him. I think this was an absolute great pick, and we could be making the case that this could be a franchise-changing pick. And even if we look back in this draft, if all these other picks are busts in terms of the New York Jets, if they got their franchise quarterback, we're going to look back and say that this was an A-plus draft. I gave this grade an A-plus in terms of fit, in terms of they need a franchise quarterback, and I feel they definitely got that with Sam Donald. Speaking of Sam Donald, of course, the New York Jets had two second-round picks in this draft that were traded to the Colts to get up. So they only had limited picks in this draft, and that equates to some of the uh, emphasis on the grade. But in the third round with the eighth pick, they went with Nathan Shepard, the defensive tackle out of Fort Hayes State. Keep in mind, this is a team that they need to address the defensive line, add some depth. And this is a kid, you look at his size and physical attributes, a lot of uh, scouts fell in love with him at the Senior Bowl. They feel he could be a great 3-4 end. Almost reminds a lot of people of Muhammad Wilkerson, uh, when he first came out, he's great physical story, great story. Had to take two years off of college to basically work in a factory to afford college. Older prospect, though. This is an interesting choice because, and you'll see this theme in this draft, and we've seen it with McCagney looking for hard quality workers, guys that are going to come and work hard. But some of the knocks on him is only a Division II player, great physical tools, and we saw it at the Senior Bowl, however, how will that transition to the NFL going from a D2 to the NFL level? 24-year-old prospect, a little bit older. And usually we want to get these project players. We want to get them around 20, 21, 22. So he's got a little bit more of an age. So it'll be interesting to see how he fits. But he dresses a big need on this defensive line. Could possibly be a 3-4 starting end down the road. Could be a big part of the Jets' rotation this year. So I gave this grade a B plus for the Jets. I just think... Some of the cons, smaller school, might not be able to play right away. Could be in contention, but I do think he'll be a nice piece. Could be a very good player down the road. There's a lot of questions in the air about him, but overall good pick. Addresses a big knee on the defensive line. Now in the fourth round, the New York Jets got tight end Chris Herndon out of the University of Miami after losing Austin Safarian Jenkins to free agency. It was clear the New York Jets needed to address the tight end position. And Hernan Stock was really hurt by an injury late in the season. He missed the combine. So this is a player that should be ready to go day one. They really do like their uh, Jordan Leggett pick from last year. They feel he can be the number one tight end. But there's still a lot of questions with the tight end position. Herndon should slip in, at least be a number two. He's really been talked about that when David Njaku was there. He was the tight end that did a lot of dirt work, did a lot of the blocking. So he's a guy that he's one of the few tight ends he can play both ways. He can make an impact in the run game and in the pass game. Bit of a project here once again. you got to worry about the injury issue, but has a good pedigree coming from the University of Miami. This is a nice pick that they made here. I really enjoyed this pick. I think it's going to be good and addresses a big need at tight end. I gave this one an A-. minus. Now, Perry Nickerson, the cornerback from Tulane, I absolutely love this pick. Tied for the best 40 in the combine, 4.32. The reason that he's not picked higher is because of his size, 5'9". Doesn't have that height, but he was a ball hawking coach, constantly around the ball, making plays, creating interceptions, and he's perfect for the Jets because they already addressed the outside corners with Maurice Claiborne and Tremaine Johnson. Now you have a good slot guy. Buster Screen for the last couple of years has been a nuisance in the slot for the Jets, constantly getting beat. 
They played teams, especially the Dolphins and the New England Patriots, that love that slot receiver position. This could be a guy that could start from day one. Explosive feed. Really fits that nice slot corner role. Not going to be an outside guy, but fits that slot corner role that's becoming more and more valuable in the National Football League. And in today's football, you don't need one good corner. You don't need two good corners. You need three, four, five the way this game's going. So he adds some great depth to a cornerback position. Helps solidify that backfield. Good press, man. I really love this pick. This could be a really dark horse pick in the draft. Gave this one an A. Now, the Jets had a couple picks in the sixth round. They started with Perry Nickerson. The next one was Fuleiran Sufatu Kasi, the defensive tackle from the University of Connecticut. I hope I said that name right. Hopefully, we'll get that as the time goes. And this pick I wasn't as fond upon because they already addressed the defensive line earlier in this draft. They eventually actually traded the seventh round pick to get the defensive end out of Indianapolis, who I think actually could be a dark horse starter on the team or a versatile defensive lineman. So they really went heavy on the defensive line. Now, I understand the defensive line needed help after losing Sheldon Richardson and Muhammad Wilkerson in the past 12 months. But still, this was a position where you got a similar guy like you got early in the draft. A little younger, played a little bit higher pedigree in Division One. But this is a kid who's going to need a little bit of time to develop. He's a project. I mean, the Jets could technically put him on the practice squad if they choose to, if he's not going to help with the depth initially. I think that long-term, this could be a nice pick. But this was a great draft for offensive linemen. This was a great draft, especially for internal center guard. And I'm going to talk about this a little bit when I get to fitting the needs that this was a big need on the Jets, especially the depth. They had a lot of injuries on the offensive line. They didn't really address the position in free agency, and they are starting to get a little long in a tooth. James Carpenter, left guard, starting to get up there a little bit. Brian Winters is a nice starter, but he's had injury issues the past two seasons. And while Brandon Shell looks like he could potentially be a solid fit at right tackle, he had an injury issue last year, and they really struggled with the depth. Not really good games last year where they had trouble just running the football. So I would have liked to see him dress the offensive line, but getting back to this pick, Really big kid, fits that 3-4 end, can play a little bit inside. Good pass rusher, can, is really a one-gap guy right now, but could definitely improve down the road. I do really like this pick. Local kid, uh, I do think he could become an NFL starter. Has that versatility to move around in that scheme, and I do think that this was a guy who a lot of experts were rejecting getting the fourth round. So in terms of the value, it's a nice value. I would like them to see address another position, but... They did a really nice job in this draft event uh, trying to rebuild that defensive line, getting versatile D guys that they can move around to different positions that can get to the quarterback a little bit. So overall, I gave this pick a B-. Has some room for improvement, but overall, this was a pick that I get in terms of getting the good value for a good player at this point in the draft game, a guy who has a fourth-round grade and sixth round. So it can't be too hard, but I still give this a B- because I still think they should address the offensive line. Now, the last pick in the sixth round was very interesting. They got Trent Can, the running back, and this was a pick that really raised some eyebrows for me, and this was the lowest grade I gave the Jets in the draft because he's an explosive kid, can run a 4-4-40, does a really nice job in the kick return game, but this is another Division II prospect, small schools. I understand Mike McCagney likes the small school guys, and he's gotten some good dividends, but running back was a funny position. This was a deep running back draft. And if the Jets were going to address the position, I thought it would be earlier where they could get a little bit higher quality player. But going into next year, the running back position isn't bad for them. They got Isaiah Crowell in free agency. Bilal Powell is a versatile back who we've seen in a nice pass and catch role over the past few years. And Elijah McGuire, who was the sixth round pick last year, really, I think, solidified himself as a good change of pace back. 
I don't think he'll ever be a full feature back, but he was a usable running back last year. And with so many holes on this team, which we'll get into a little bit later, I just thought getting a running back here in the sixth round when you know it's your last pick, especially after making that trade with the Colts, I thought that you could try to address another position. And this was a kid who I understand the upside, especially in the quick return game. They already have some decent depth at the running back position. I'm not sure if he could even make the opening day roster. And more importantly, in the sixth and seventh round, you really have to judge what kids are going to be available as undrafted free agents. And I really felt that this was a kid that you could get as an undrafted free agent. Six and seven rounds are always kind of tricky because you see general managers trying to figure out, okay, which kids do I think are not going to be available? But this was a kid I really thought was going to be available, so I gave this a C-. Now, for filling needs, this is a new grade, and this is going to affect the overall, which we'll get to next. Uh, I will say the Sam Donald pick, the biggest issue we knew was a quarterback. This is going to raise the grade significantly. However, I only could give this grade a B. Now, you might be saying, well, they addressed the quarterback position and the defensive line and time, which were big questions. Yes, I do think coming in my top four needs, two of which were filled, uh, I did feel the D defensive line was kind of fifth because they did have at least some starters and I feel like they could have gotten some guys to plug in. They still have Coney Ely on the team. So there was some, I didn't think it was as big of a need. It would have been nice to improve and they really did put a good emphasis on building that defensive line. Tight end was addressed. But to me, the two biggest needs on this roster were an outside edge rusher in the 3-4 and more importantly, the offensive line. Now, the edge rusher was interesting because you saw a lot of these guys well, I really thought could make an impact go in the second round before the Jets could pick third. I think that influenced them as well. Could they have maybe taken a flyer on a kid that could rush the passer or one of those guys who was injured and missed some time last season later in the draft? That could have been a possibility. This really was a good draft for defensive linemen, but it wasn't a great draft in terms of that 3-4 edge rusher. You had some good outside linebackers, but they were more of the small 4-3 weak side outside linebackers. So I understand that part, but this was a really deep offensive line draft. I really would have liked to see the Jets address that position, and that's one thing Mike McCagnin hasn't done really well in the draft is address the offensive line. And if they want to be a great team, and especially if they want to keep Sam Dahl upright and help him improve, they got to put a good offensive line in front of him. And I understand they were limited in free agency. They couldn't get any big uh, offensive linemen in free agencies. But you look at that offensive line, it was not a good offensive line last year. And outside the center position where they got an injured center from Washington, they really haven't addressed the needs. I like Brian Winters. I like James Carpenter. I, I do like Shell. I think they're good starters if everything goes well. But they don't really have a guy on this roster that's a pro bowler at one position or a guy that you can make the case as a pro bowler or a guy that's really going to uh, keep elevating his play or keep improving. I think you've kind of hit the ceiling with Winters. I think Carpenter's kind of on the downhill. Shell might have a little bit more potential in front of him, but I think he'll be a solid starter. I don't think anything more. So to me, with a great offensive line class and the Jets not taking anyone in that class, now they did get a couple of the kids from Auburn as undrafted free agents, but this was a really good offensive line class, and I'm surprised the Jets didn't address that, especially when they made three, well, I call it three picks because one of them was a trade, but this draft resulted in them getting three defensive linemen in a 3-4 scheme. 
So to me, I think they got some nice defensive linemen that could help in the pass rush, but they don't really have that edge burner. But more importantly, they didn't address the offensive line with a young new franchise quarterback. I think that is extremely important. So the final overall grade I gave to the Jets, I've seen a lot of grades coming out A, A+. I give this an A- minus overall. Uh, obviously, the Sam Donald is a big impact in this draft, especially if he becomes the franchise quarterback. Like I said earlier, if all these other picks bust, no one's going to talk about that. If they find their franchise quarterback for the next 15, 20 years in Sam Donald, that's all anyone's going to care about in this draft. And I do think he's going to be a very good quarterback in this league. Overall, I do think the Jets addressed some important needs. I don't think they addressed all of their needs. I think they got some good value. Once again, we saw that they like going to the smaller schools, getting two Division II kids who they feel that they can mold. And once again, a very big defensive draft class. Once again, you have Todd Bowles, defensive specialist, head coach. Got a couple of project players that he feels he can mold. And more importantly, they got high character guys. We've seen this over the last couple of drafts. But they're looking for good, high-quality character and guys that are going to come in and work. So overall, I gave the Jets a very good draft grade, A-minus overall. And especially if Sam Donald pans out, this is going to be a draft that we'll talk about for decades to come. But that's going to do it for this episode of Rich Sports Talk. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember, you can email the show at richsportstalk at gmail.com. We'll have a lot coming up on the program this week. We'll get into the New York Giants and the New England Patriots draft. We'll break those down. But that's the New York Jets grade. Once again, an A-minus overall, including an A-plus grade drafting Sam Donald with the third overall pick. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Rich Sports Talk. Until next time, I'm Nolan Rich. Thank you so much for joining us.